It's oh, probably yeah. a better solution than a PPA. Yeah, for me, I think the better solution is app images. But I don't know that everybody, like, if everybody would just make app images, I feel like the world would be better. But right. we're, we're stuck with snaps and flat packs. Yeah. And it seems like out of the two, I would prefer that flat packs got bigger. But it seems like snaps are going to be the main way people get, you know, uh, Stuff and if done. you're not on Ubuntu, who knows if the snap is going to work? Like the OBS snap works fine on Monharo on both machines, but a lot of the other stuff don't. Yeah. And also, I mean, snaps being proprietary, I mean, so many people, like, I, I feel like so many people should be like upset about it being proprietary because, like, snaps being proprietary, I don't really understand. Like, I can understand some stuff being proprietary, but I don't really think anything that Snap is doing is, like, uh, I don't know, um, worthy of being proprietary. Right. I mean, it's essentially the same thing that app images are. It's just Canonical's own version of it. But, I don't know. So, um, how's it been going with the Earthship and what are you doing with Earthship? I am being lazy. It's been, it's either been ridiculously hot or raining. Mm -hmm. It's just been raining here. That's it. <laughs> been dreary and shit. Like today it was just hot. Hey. And, and you're out there in that like dry heat. So it's, it's, it's not as bad hot. as, yeah, but it's not as bad as wet heat. Yes, yes, because out here, like if if it was to get as hot as it as it did, like somewhere in like Vegas, out here, oh, we'd be dead because it's it's humid out here. Like the heat would kill you. Oh man, we're talking. I was with I was at my neighbor's a few days ago, and it was sticky, or at least we thought it was sticky. Mm -hmm. And I made a joke. It's probably like thirty humid, thirty percent humidity, or something like that. Then I went ahead and looked it up on the. And little did I know, because I thought I was joking. Mm -hmm. No, it was it was twenty eight percent humidity. We're used to such low humidity. Twenty eight percent humidity feels sticky. I'm like, oh my. <laughs> and then when you go to some place with like ninety percent humidity, you feel like you need a machete to chop through the air while you're uh -huh. walking through it. It's like, oh my god. Yeah, the the other day it was like it was like I, I want to say it was like eighty four degrees outside. And the humidity was like at like it was like 50, 50, 53. Like it just it felt like it was it was a a, ch a chore to breathe. Like <laughs> it sure it wasn't like you know a hundred degree heat outside, but dude, the humidity just makes it unbearable. So I understand yes. like not wanting to work in that heat because what so like what are the things that you like are trying or want to get done? My major, ship. my major goal is to get at least a about four inches of pumice crete on the roof for insulation. Okay. Before and winter. What, uh, like, does that just help keep uh, the house just warmer throughout the yeah, winter? Yeah, because right now it's just like about it's about three inches of concrete or plaster right now, and and that just the the you know. It, the cold just goes right through it. Yeah. And so I need to get some installation up there. And I eventually want to have about 12 inches of pumice creed up on the roof for insulation. Okay. Um, well, I guess before I ask you any other questions, for the people who don't know what an, what an Earthship is, what is an Earthship? Oh, boy. Okay, it's an autonomous structure built... Uh, out of recycled materials whenever possible, but and by autonomous structure, it provides for its own power. Mm -hmm. It provides for its own water. It provide it does its own waste management. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, there's a gray water planter that uh, takes care of all the gray water, and then you like grow banana trees or whatever inside, and you know, mm -hmm. and, and whatever food inside and then i'm not gonna make black water but if you go to uh but if you are then you it goes to a septic tank but and instead of a leach field 
um, it goes to another contained black water planter. And then I think code makes you have to have a leach field after that also. But yeah. and the co and the and they make those black water planters just the code the code people just make them ridiculously huge. You have to build a giant great black water yeah. containment. But but I'm just gonna have uh I'm just gonna make I'm not gonna make black water, I'm gonna do dry toilet and uh And so I know for um one of the things that like has always like I, I I think this is super neat about Earthship. So like the air conditioning for for it, uh, can you explain how that works? Well, I'm making uh, I'm making concrete tunnels mm-hmm. on the north side, mm-hmm. and then eventually, um, that'll because I'm not I'm not mine's not sunk into the ground. I'm going ground up with mine. Mm-hmm. But eventually that north side will be bermed with at least six foot of dirt. Yeah. Minimum. And so these the those tunnels will be underground. And mm-hmm. I'll have, you know, I'll have a I'll have a door, insulated door that I can open inside. And then when you open the skylight outside, the hot air goes out the skylight and uh draws air through that tunnel, which as the air is going through the tunnel, it uh gets cooled by the ground and mm-hmm. so you have cave temperature air blasting into the, yeah. the house i've so always all... thought that's the coolest thing ever like i don't know who originally came up with that but that's such a smart idea like it's it's a it's a it's an old idea it it, it is it like every time i see stuff about um earth ships i it's it, it always blows my mind just the fact that Earthship design is not normal or like at at any level across the world, it's not a standard, which is crazy because when you look into it, it makes so much sense. Completely natural AC. It's built to be self-contained. You, you can have an entire garden inside. It, like it's, it, it makes so much sense. And then like for um, another thing they, like the code people won't let the kitchen sink go to the gray water sometimes. And mm-hmm. so we put a valve and why the inspector's there, it's going to the septic tank. The inspector leaves, turn the valve. Okay. It's going to the gray water planter. Now mm-hmm. there's things you have to do that are just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's the same, like at, at, out here for us, like our shed, um, our shed it for the permits, we were allowed to get a shed that was not powered. Um, so essentially every time the electrician or like not the electricians, but the inspectors come out, uh, we just turn off the power going to the shed and it passes inspections. But as soon as they leave, <laughs> just turn it back on and it, it works. Right. Like it's, it's, it's the most ridiculous crap, but, uh, that's just, I mean, they got to make their money some way, you know, like, and then another thing, if the, the, the ones that do have like a septic tank and a flush toilet, the water for the toilet doesn't come from the freshwater cistern. It comes from the gray water planter. You're flushing your toilet with gray water. Mm-hmm. It goes through a filter and then. That, um, I don't, so how much is it going to, or how much has it costed you so far for your earth ship? Oh boy. I've been, I've been working I've been working on it for about 10 years, but, but of those 10 years, I probably have maybe a little bit of more, little bit more than an actual year of actual work on it. Mm-hmm. And most of the cost for me has been uh, labor and concrete. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Hmm. I did. There was, there's a, the two by tens and two by twelves for the, for the uh, framing in the front face of the living room were kind of expensive. But and then when so I, far, could you give me like any type of estimate, like two thousand? Probably two thousands of reasonable es- estimate, up or down from there. I don't know. Okay, yeah, because I I know they're uh, material wise, they're not extremely expensive, but I know labor wise, they're incredibly expensive. If you got a uh, three person crew, it's not too bad. But working by yourself, it's it also depends on. Uh, how big of an ship you're going. Cause I watched one right. where they even had like, I think it was like 40 people working on it. And 
they had they had 20 people working on it for two months and then 20 people working on it for another two months and they did get it finished and like it, it took an extra couple of people working for an extra month or so after that right. to get it finished but i mean it was a it was a very elaborate and very very big uh, project and I mean they got it done but it was just so like there there were so many tires to be laid you know like so much concrete and earth to be packed in right when I uh I was I was uh I was interested in all the earth ship systems but I was not interested in the in the tire aspect of it Mm-hmm. And then I worked for uh, Earthship Biotexture. I worked for Mike Reynolds for five years, and then that changed my mind on the tires after actually doing it. And and I've done other types of construction, and one of the things I've done is laid adobe bricks. Okay. And uh, and I laid adobe bricks, double thick, double thick wall adobe bricks for a guy one time. And mm-hmm. after two weeks of it, when we went to get our, when I went to get my check on Friday, I was stuck in the truck, and I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I can't do this anymore because my back was just so messed up from slinging hundreds of Adobe bricks on the wall every day. And it's like people it's, it is, it is hard work, but it's not harder than other, you know, other hard manual labor. And for me, it's easier than laying Adobe bricks. Probably not if you're going for a one foot thick wall, but if but yeah. you're getting a, you're getting a, you know, 20, most of my walls are like 29 inches thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to have a structure that, uh, not the, the rammed earth is, is waterproof. The water, water's not going to erode it away because it's yeah. encased in rubber. Yeah. So, I mean, you, and, and the building itself, like our earthships are just so amazing. And the fact like when you're done, you have not just like an off grid building, but a, like a very, uh, well-engineered off-grid building um like it's not a type of building where like yes i'm off-grid so i don't have to pay for stuff but you know in the summer it's hot as shit in here like you 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 don't like you don't really have those compromises Uh, right so Um, the last the last one i actually worked on for mike reynolds um the living room stayed between 70 or 69 and 72 regardless of whether it was over 100 degrees outside or minus 20 to over 100 that because it fluctuates a lot out here yeah and uh you know some we usually don't get over 100 here uh, because we're high elevation Mm -hmm. over seven thousand feet elevation but it can happen yeah um so uh, actually here's a i have a good question for you because i have looked out i i don't know like are you out in the um um oh gosh uh like are you living in new mexico yeah okay i was looking out at at some property out there and um how expensive is it where you like i'm not going to ask obviously where you are but like where i was looking at i I could find about an acre to uh like one and a half acre for about five six thousand dollars uh is land out where you are pretty expensive um it depends if you're out in the middle of nowhere it's like uh i think it's averages about like eight hundred dollars a quarter acre right now unless you're trying to get it off the internet and then it's just ridiculous yeah yeah that's i i I had to call some people because there was some like some price like on the internet when it came to um like i was looking for land or an acre could or like just you know 20 miles away an acre might cost eighty thousand dollars or something stupid because of the location yeah yeah because i i mean i was looking for places that were like about an hour away from any town and uh like some places online it was like we're talking like four hundred dollars an acre and then some were like or not not acre a uh, quarter acre right and then uh other places we're talking like a thousand fifteen hundred i'm like whoa ho- hold on like what's the difference in prices and then a lot of the places that i called and like actual i actually talked to agents they're like yes yes a lot of people just put put them on there online just way overpriced hoping somebody will just buy it mm-hmm. and never even come out there and look at the piece of property so 
but um, also, so how are the um, building codes where you live? Are they very friendly to your, you know, uh, to Earthship, like, building? Yes, they are, actually, because, you know, it's, uh, uh, Mike Reynolds has actually done a lot of work, you know, he's been doing it for, I think, 40 years now, mm -hmm. and he's, and he's made legislature and, and all kinds of, uh, and so it's an actual, there's actual code for it here in New Mexico. Okay. So, oh, so like if you're going to build one, you have to, like there I, are codes you have to build to. It's still experimental housing, but there is actual earthship building code. Okay. Um, all right. So if you were going to complain about one of the building codes, what would it be? Um, well, I'm kind of going under the radar. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, then we, I guess we won't discuss any more about that. <laughs> I did accidentally, I did accidentally tell on myself to a building inspector one time. And he's like, you know what? I don't care. It's it's like if you ever go to sell the place, you'll be better off if you get if you like get it and get it inspected and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, especially I don't know if it's pretty much the same out where you are, but like out here it's in the south and it's sort of just like almost everything's run off like the good old boy system where it's just like as long as you're not going to cause problems for anybody and it's not something like detrimental to the community right. or your health, like no one really cares. And even here, it depends on the county. Mm. So some, some are stricter than others. Same sort of here, like right where I am, they're pretty loose. But if you drive like 25 minutes somewhere else, that, that county, very strict. Cause like there was one, that we and it was it was still here in New Mexico, and uh, the bedroom didn't pass because uh, there was only there's there's because uh, there's only one entrance, and then you go out to the greenhouse, and in the greenhouse there's two entrances. So we had to take out the glass <laughs> between the bedroom and the greenhouse have them inspect it and pass it off and then come in and put the glass back in. Whereas um, where I'm at, the inspectors understand what's going on and they actually like it. And so they let things slide. And technically there are two entrances because you could have a rope ladder going up out of skylight. True. Anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so um, other than uh, Earthship stuff, uh, I know last week we talked about the stream deck. Are you excited? And will you be purchasing a stream deck? Probably not because I can't afford it, but um, I'm excited. It looks like if you haven't ordered it yet, though, you're going to be waiting until uh, the I, middle or the end. The middle or the end of 2022. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I reserved a middle tier one for five bucks and I don't expect to get this. Sh like, I I'm pretty sure when I press the order button, it was for, um, quarter two of next year is when I would, ex should expect to get, get it shipped to me. So I'm pretty sure if you've waited till, especially if someone's watching this after this has gone up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're looking at quarter three, quarter four of next year. But I'd probably be going for the cheap one and then waiting for someone to open it up and post it. Yeah, well, I mean, was, what, according to Valve, you can just slap yeah. an NVMe drive in every single but it's model. it's not user serviceable either. I'm sure there's yeah. going to be some obstacles to getting that yeah. thing opened up. But someone will do a video on opening it up. I, I heavily and, believe it'll just be one of those things where, like, it... <sighs> It, it 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 won't be like breaking anything to open it up. It's just like because of the screws on it, you maybe you need like an iFixit kit or yeah, you know, something like that. Um, but I I think it's absolutely incredible. Here's the main thing: as long and as even if, and even if not, what they got like two hundred and fifty six gigabit SD cards or bigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not as fast as a was that NVMe drive. But... Yeah, but. So like with the micro SD, it's still not going to be fast, but you could easily, I mean, a one terabyte, um, 
or even not a one terabyte. Even if you just went with a 512 gigabyte micro SD card, you'd yeah. be set for quite a while and you get multiple of them. Like, I mean, you can't, you don't just right? have to get one and one 512 <laughs> gigabyte. Like what is that? 60 bucks? Like, I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to cost like around 60 bucks to get 500 gigs. So that's not bad. But then the, the one thing that I do really hope, which I, it would be asinine for valve to somehow require this, but I assume if you buy the base tier model, you can put an NVMe drive in it and then just install SteamOS to that new NVMe drive and just right. use the EMC as an extra storage. Um, as long as you can do that, um, I'm probably going to be really upset at the fact that I bought the <laughs> like middle model. Um, you know what? The middle model to me is pro looks to be like the most ideal one as I, far as price and what you get. Yes, even I, though my I personally, so. I'd personally go for the cheap one because, well, I'd be afraid of opening it up because of breaking breaking a four hundred dollar device. But I'm not yeah. the kind of guy that's afraid of opening something up like that Same. in general. I, I I think for for the average person who is never going to open it up, like they're not even yeah. going to take the chance, go with the mid tier. The mid tier is the yeah. best. Um, but sadly for someone like me, I have a feeling in the end I'm going to be like, damn it, I should have just saved the money. But yeah, I, I I know for a fact that I'm still going to love it because um, as I know I'm going to love it. But the one thing that I am really really um, hopeful about is I'm, I'm really hoping that when I get it, it's going to have the performance that I expect it to have. Because if it does, this will be the first handheld gaming console, not, not just handheld, but the first console that you can buy and develop a game on the console and release it on the console. Well, don't they have those? Uh, they do have, there are others available that are like little PCs. I mean, it's not the only one, but they're about twice as expensive. And I don't yes. think that, and the performance isn't as good. Yes. Like that's why I, I, I don't consider those consoles because there are the GPD win, like whatever handheld and consoles. Neos, and also the Neo yeah. something or other, whatever yeah, it is. The AO Neo. Yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. They're, <laughs> they're unique and cool products, but they're, they're all using like even the best ones are just using Intel XE graphics. Like they're mm -hmm. just a built-in Intel. Like this is the first one where it's a true console. It's got a dedicated graphics card chip in it. Um, and right, it looks like performance-wise, it's going to blow away my 3400G desktop. Yeah, I'm 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 <laughs> super stoked. For, I mean the. <sighs> Sure, my my thousand dollar laptop here has better performance, but we're talking about you know I, I've got an extra like the, as far as I know that chip should have about the performance of a like a in in between a five set five sixty and a five eighty is where it should sit. So um at 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 spending five hundred thirty dollars less like about half of what my graph my laptop cost. I'm getting about two thirds the performance. That's fantastic. I'm, I'll, I'll take it. Well, an RX 580 was my uh, graphics card target before the prices went stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and we're talking about a device here where you can spend four hundred dollars and take it with you anywhere. <laughs> right. And and I mean at the at the power envelope that we're talking about. Even docked, that, you could play it for all all day. I don't know how they did all that in fifteen watts. Isn't that what they said the max was? Yep, fifteen watts. Incredible. Holy cow. I mean, incredible. Like that's something that people need to be talking about. The fact right. that we have an RDNA two chip. The, TD, the TDP is absolutely insane for mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. And the, the the fact that you can get that chip. And uh, as far as I know, it's it, like it will scale down to uh, a minimum of four watts. So if you can get that bad boy docked and use it as just a web browsing sort of like, I mean, what we're doing now, like recording with OBS, um, having Discord open and all that, sitting around four to five watts. I mean, Jesus, that is incredible. Right. Oh, I mean, I am really stoked just because, yes, the performance and it gaming and stuff is very cool but 
the fact that you can take that and essentially to have a 22,000 milliamp hour battery pack with you and run that for what what is that an ex, an extra 20 or not 20 I almost said 20 hours good lord an extra 2 hours minimum playing a AAA game uh, maybe an extra 8 hours if you're just doing the web browsing and stuff right so i mean i'm i'm stoked i think it's going to be epic i i don't know I'm still worried about performance wise. I still want to see how it is in doing like streaming and stuff like that on top of playing a game. But with it having eight, th- four cores and eight threads and being able to turbo up to 3.5, I think it'll, I think it'll handle most we throw at it. Right. Um, but I am, I am still interested. I haven't heard anybody talking about this, but how hot is it going to get while you're trying to do all of that stuff? Like, right. Like when you're how playing, ba- how so- bad's it gonna throttle? Exit. Well, for me, I I I know for a fact that it's not going to throttle horribly, but no one's talking about how hot the device can get. Well, if it gets hot, won't it throttle itself? Uh, yes, but they do have that. Like they do have the active cooling on there. So essentially, what we've got is like there's there's two options. If the chip is actually too hot for the device like devices cooling it's either revving up the 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 fan that fan's going to be loud as shit which i don't think they're going to do i i'm pretty sure valve is smart enough that like every by this day and age everyone agrees a loud mini fan is the most atrocious thing you can do Mm. so i don't think they're going to do that but i would be interested to see if they do it where there's a whole bunch of essentially like they've taken the frame of the device and made it more of a heat sink so the whole device is meant to spread out heat um i think that's the method that they're going to use to sort of disperse heat and i'm worried yeah kind of like the raspberry pi 400 it's the most performant of the raspberry pi 4s because it's got that big chunk of aluminum as big as the keyboard dissipating heat yeah yeah (laughs) i'm just nervous that like it's going to be able to keep keep itself you know from thermal throttling but the whole device be sitting at like you know like 70 80 degrees like fahrenheit just sitting there just getting like you know making your hands just sweat a whole bunch right. it's not gonna be fun i i i hope that the chip is cool enough to have that not happen and i right i i have faith that it won't but anything uh else interesting going on Well, I'm just I'm now that I've got the uh, the Pentium going again. I'm turning it into a retro arch rig. What games are you and, looking forward to playing on it? Uh, well, now? so far, so far I've got all the Super Nintendo, all the all the Genesis, and uh, all the Mame stuff on it. I don't know where to go with next. Now, all of I these if, all of these ROMs, I assume, were acquired 100 percent legally, correct? Oh, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, of course, of course. I, I I just had to ask because, of course, we're all we all get our ROMs legally. This, this just has I, to be stretched. I don't know if I want to try Nintendo 64 on it because it is a. You know, it is a Pentium. I don't know how it'll handle that. I mean, to be honest, I'm still surprised that you were able to stream on that thing. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> that you were doing it at a low resolution. The fact that you were able to stream on that thing is a testament to that Pentium. Yeah, but there will be a yeah, there will be another video made with it pretty soon. I'm not gonna try streaming with it, but I'll simple screen record or some <laughs> some retro arch on a crappy old Pentium. <laughs> Uh, so I brought it back to life. Have you tried playing um, uh, N64 games on it? And Not they... yet. I would be interested to know if they, uh, if they, because I know they probably run on it, but I would be interested to know if they run very well. Because I know, right. I know N64, it typically plays better with um, emulation, but... It, it, it's just when you come down to like low hardware on the N64, it can cause some weird bugs. Like, I, I don't know what game it was, but I know playing one and it, like emulating on one of my older, like, uh, I think it was like a Celeron N4000. Like, well, it's better than a Celeron. 
Well, yes, yes. It is two, <laughs> it is two cores, four threads. So, oh, I think a Celeron, a Celeron, you're lucky to get two threads, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I, I did not know you had four threads on that Pentium. So that's a newer Pentium. Yeah. Ah, okay, okay. I, <laughs> I, I, I was thinking you had one of the um older Pentiums where they were still just two cores, um, still better than Celerons, <laughs> but. Well, it's like it's about oh seven years old now, maybe since oh, okay. they were making them new. Dang, I still didn't there. know they were making Pentiums back then with four with uh well, they, hyper threading. They brought the name back. They're still making them today, or at least last year. Anyway, there was a it, it didn't it didn't last for very long. Really, but there but there was a Pentium they were selling at Walmart that was like you know, six years newer than mine. And someone actually, uh, That's... someone actually put in the comments that they bought one and put Ubuntu on it and it ran great. <laughs> so like, it was like some two or $300 Pinium, two core, four thread, same thing. $200? Two or $300. Like I said, it, 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 it lasted, it lasted on, it lasted for a, I think it lasted for like a half hour. And it was never seen on Walmart.com again. Holy crud. <laughs> $200 Pentium. Well, I mean, people will buy... I got, mine, I got mine refurbished for $300, and that was like you know, six years ago. What? Really? Because, I mean, yeah. like, as far as I know, like an i7 is running like... Or like a couple of years ago, we're talking like $300 for an i7, like $350. Huh. Um, at least, I mean, I think so. Maybe I just have my price prices all screwed up now. Cause I mean, now, now it's, CPU it's prices are insane. Less than 300 bucks actually. Yes. Now I know like now, if, now if you want to get like a 16 thread processor, you might as well be spending 400 bucks. Uh, I, I wish GPU pricing and CPU Unless pricing. Unless it's was a Chromebook, but those things, I don't mm. have much. I don't have much respect for them. No, I mean they're they're useless device. Honest, honest to God, can you can you tell me that even if a Chromebook works like you're normally on the internet, how do you feel comfortable using a Chromebook? Like all it takes is the Wi-Fi going down, and you can't do shit with your device anymore. It's a web browser, basically. Yeah, like I I don't understand. It's a two hundred dollar web browser. <laughs> like fuck that shit. Give, like I'll take a two hundred dollar POS laptop over yeah. over that. Like, yep. Yep. Oh, I I hate to me I hate Chromebooks because even if you even if you get a Chromebook and you are the type of person who like I want to tinker with this and I'm going to put Linux on it. Once you get the uh, like the um aborted version of Chrome gone and Linux on there, you still have to deal with Chrome. Like you're not ever just going to wipe it and make it a Linux laptop you, mm -hmm. or a, even if you wanted to install windows on the thing, it's no, you're not, you're not playing the game. I was, uh, when I got that Pentium, I was actually looking at those for about two minutes mm -hmm. because they're cheap. I mean, and it only it, takes it, about two minutes to decide. No. <laughs> and, and the storage was the thing the storage was like the big no-go i mean they're like what e even like the best one we're talking 128 gigs and even and at first i was like yeah so what i'll open it up and put a bigger hard drive in it no you won't <laughs> okay, yeah no. never mind <laughs> yeah no because there's uh, i mean most of them are soldered maybe if soldered you spend, right onto the board yep <laughs> maybe if you spend two Ooh, both got maybe if you spend the two uh two thousand dollars on like the google pixel like Chromebook, maybe that one's got an NVMe drive that you can replace. But at that point, why would you spend $2,000 on a nice web browser? Like, Holy cow, they're that much? Uh, when I, I know when the Google Pixel like book or the original Pixel um, Chrome, like Chromebook laptop launched, I know it was, I think it was close to $2,000. Um, let me see. I actually want to look this up. Well, for Google that Pixel. kind of money, I'm going to go to System76. Okay. Um, let's see. 
uh, well, the one that's out right now is $1,000. Google Pixel Book is a high-performance Chromebook. <laughs> you can spend $1,000. web browser. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> like, that you can install Android apps on. Have Epic. Oh, okay. That, that's awesome. Um, like the atrocious thing to me about a Chromebook is like, it's just, you you don't have that many options with it. And it's, it's so limiting. Like, I, I feel like inside of the Linux space, we get uh, like a lot of the time we get like very um sidetracked and um, concerned with like first like first world computer problems where like, uh, I, I like, I won't use anything like KDE or Gnome or Mate or whatever desktop environment because it's so bloated. Like I, I need my DWM where like when I boot into my computer, <laughs> like it only uses 250 megabytes of Ram where like, as an, I mean, in all reality, like KDE, like I have KDE right now with, wobbly windows which is just obs <laughs> obscene yeah. when i switch through my workspaces i have it where it's like a cube like rotating you still do the cube yeah like because the last time because the last time i installed compiz on something the cube wasn't available on it for some reason i'm like where's the cube inside of kde it is available inside of settings mm -hmm. and so i've got essentially the, like the linux desktop that like I, I remember back in the day, like I loved all of these effects and everything. <laughs> and so like, I, I've just been trying it out and I don't know, like to me, they're not very practical. Obviously they're not practical or anything, but my computer is fast enough to at this point, it doesn't really slow it down. So I'm actually using it and enjoying it. And it's just, it's funny to me that like, we, we're all like, this is so bloated and obscene. It's, <laughs> it's too much. And I'm still... Yeah. They got uh, plasma running just as light as XFCE nowadays, don't they? If not lighter. Yeah. Dude, I'm like I have I have all of this all of these effects running. I have Steam, uh, OBS Discord, Telegram running. Uh, I've I've got a whole bunch. I've got Firefox, tons of tabs open, and I'm I'm using literally 5.2 gigs uh, of of RAM, and literally like my grandmother has an older laptop that she uses for taxes and we turned that thing on literally eating four gigs of ram before we opened up anything just to run the desktop just to run the desktop jesus so i mean we truly are spoiled but then also at the same time like <sighs> there are if there you are have the cases. ram and you're not using it aren't you kind of wasting it <sighs> yes Yes, that's the way I look at it. Especially when you can have fun effects that, like, I, I don't know, like maybe you don't need, but you do like. Like, I, I understand the people who are like wobbly windows drive me insane. Like, oh, that's annoying. Yeah, it's I, like I, I, I totally that understand. A long time ago, and it's just annoying. But some of that stuff's pretty neat. Yeah, like the cube effect for me, I really like that, and like probably from this point on, I'm gonna stick to it. I really like it, right. but I. I don't know. Like, it's it's just one of those things where it's it's completely up to personal, like like your personal preference, and it because we are, are always like, oh, it's so bloated. We don't ever really talk about these cool nifty things. We're like, because you have the choice, you can do these crazy effects with your computer. They just need all this and plasma. They just need all the settings in one convenient place because that's the problem I had with it. I changed, I changed all the settings around, and then I wouldn't like something, and I try to find that setting again to change it back, and I couldn't find it. Yeah, I, I will I just, say the settings has gotten better. I don't know if you've tried it lately. Have no, you? I haven't tried it lately. It's probably been about. It's, it may have been about four years since I tried it. It, it has gotten better, although. Although, Maybe even though I say this, it's gotten more centralized in settings. However, the placement of things is still not good. Like mm -hmm. the best example is in quick settings. When you open up the settings like application inside of quick settings, they do have where clicking on folders is, you know, like 
on most Linux systems, uh, a single click opens the file, and that's normally the default. And then you can change the default to like clicking selects it, and then double clicking opens it. Um, that's how I like to use my system. I like double clicking. Oh, uh, I must. I like. I always change it to single click. Yeah. And if so, I don't want to open it, I right click because I'm like I right click all the time on stuff. Yeah. Well, then in that case. You'll love, I mean, you'll love trying out KDE if you if you do again at some point, because uh, that is their default. But for me, I had to change it. And like when I go into <laughs> quick settings, for me, I'm the type of person, like if you want to hide something from me, the best thing that you can do is put it front and center when I don't expect it. <laughs> so inside of quick settings, like, you know, nothing's really labeled or organized. It's just settings that they assume that you might want to, you know, change. Um, huh pretty pretty frequently or when you first go in there and so i didn't like i didn't i wasn't looking for it right when i opened the settings menu i assumed i'd have to find it and so i'm looking for mouse i go down into the mouse section and it's not there and then i go into dolphin and i think it's like something that i need to change in the file in the file browser or file manager itself i look all over i finally google it and after like looking at at multiple different forum posts where people were saying it was in mouse. Like I'm like, it's not in mouse, but they were like, they were like from like three or four years ago. I finally right. found someone who was like, yes. Yeah, so it's in, it, it's when you open up the settings, uh, settings menu, hold on, let me see if I can search. Yeah. If, if you open it up, you go into under workspace, there's workspace behavior. You click on that. And then in general behavior, it's clicking files or folders. And like when I finally found it, I was like, "That is the dumbest placement for I, it ever." I would have never found that. Yeah, I would have never found it. But of no. course, right after I changed it, I closed settings and went back in. And as soon as the settings when you pop, popped back up, it was in quick settings, and I realized it's like one of the first selections that you can have. <laughs> I felt like such an idiot. <laughs> but uh, KDE has turned out to be pretty usable. I was surprised because I thought it would be too bloated. Uh, I kind of... even yeah cool. well even though it wasn't for me when i did try it out is like it is like wow i could see why people like this this is slick mm -hmm. uh the one thing that i will say is i i don't know if it's a kde thing but i think it is it well it's either a kde or a soulless thing um but e either way my audio has been working superbly in case nice. like i've never ha i've never had my audio work this good um i, well, I, I had... don't okay oh, what i don't understand is how the heck did gnome become the most popular desktop on linux it makes absolutely no sense to me at all no like the only thing that i will say in gnome's favor is that it's clean that's that's the only yeah. thing like it's it's not cluttered but that's that's it like you when you look at GNOME, GNOME is not something where you look at it, you go, this is very aesthetically pleasing. You look at GNOME and you're like, oh, this is something that if you like it, you like it. But there's a good chance that you look at it and go, uh, no. Like, this is just, no, not for me. Because mm -hmm. it is, like, I don't know. It's it's unique. Uh, that's just how, how I put it. Gnome's doing definitely their own thing, and if you like Gnome, you like Gnome. Uh, but that being said, Gnome in the past has been really bad, just just really bad. I don't understand the people who defend Gnome like a ton, because in the past it has been so easy to break Gnome, and still to the day, yep. still to today, it's pretty easy to break Gnome, and like KDE, like I've been using KDE and I have done some wacky shit with this thing so far and I haven't come close to breaking it once. Gnome, I have installed extensions where I'm like, oh God, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get this gone or my entire system's not going to boot or something. Like, <laughs> like, when's the last time that you used Gnome? Um... What did I like? Have you know, you maybe, maybe only maybe. Uh, I think the last time I tried it was uh, maybe a year ago, either oh. a year ago or three years ago. 
Hmm. I think it was a year ago, and I like I tried it for. We talk like three point three six, like somewhere I'm, there. I'm not sure. Okay, but you but you haven't tried it out since GNOME uh, four or no, GNOME four. But I like. I tried it, but I remember the last time I tried it, it's like, okay, this is more sane than it used to be. I still don't like it. Yeah. Uh, the The problem I have with GNOME 40 is GNOME 40 is an improvement on GNOME in a lot of ways. However, GNOME, and I I haven't tested this out with KDE yet, so I can't, I can't give it a good thumbs up until I've done this, but GNOME has this horrible shit where you plug in an extra monitor. And so like you have like plenty of workspaces on your main monitor, but on the extra one, you just get one workspace on that monitor. And it's the most annoying and odd thing. Like it'll zoom out where like you have, you should have the option to add workspaces and just none. And that makes it, that makes GNOME completely unusable for me. Cause like I, I want extra workspaces. I just isn't, I do. Isn't KDE probably the best one for multi multi monitor support? In my opinion, yes. I think KWin is a much better window manager um, than. I mean, G- G- GNOME is one of those projects where, like, if you don't need a lot of customization, and when you use GNOME, you just automatically love it stick with it you'll you'll like it but if you want to do anything with it or um you are have a more advanced use case where you are playing with multiple monitors you know you've got a workflow down uh, stuff like kde or like window managers state they just are better in general I, the the only thing for me though is is like DWM just keeps calling me back. I I, <laughs> I love DWM. It's so fun to play with. Um, that being said, I don't know if uh, you watched it, but I checked out Surf in a live stream. Um, I tried compiling Surf like uh, the suckless web browser. Um, oh. I, I I tried compiling it. It was a nightmare. An absolute nightmare. I couldn't get it to work. Um, How'd your Gentoo experience go? Oh, uh, about about as good. I got I got <laughs> I got Gentoo installed, and then um, I got into what, what was it? Um, oh gosh, uh, circular dependency loops. So like, <laughs> I needed to install like Harfbuzz, and this needed free type. And it just led into a loop. I got that fixed, but then found another one. And this is all before I've gotten stuff like, I don't know, like network manager or something running. Like uh, we haven't even gotten to Xorg and I'm already like, so it don't even, so it don't sound like you actually got it installed. Oh no. Well, I I got, I got Gentoo installed, but I did not get a working Gentoo like install where I was happy using the desktop. No, no, (laughs) not there. Uh, it was it was it it was not that good. Um, I was able to get like the actual operating system to install, which was very good. But past that, no. And also in that experience, I found out Gentoo is just not the distribution for me. Like, mm-hmm. I I want a customizable distro, but I don't want a distro that I legitimately need to maintain myself. Like hmm. I enjoy tinkering with my distro, but I don't want to have to ensure that my distro, like I'm the critical like failure point. Like, <laughs> like that should not be my job. Like I can do stuff. I just don't want to be responsible for why my computer doesn't work. I want to be like the maintainers of my distribution need to do their job properly. Right. Uh, that's just, uh, I'm that type of user. Uh, but I do respect the type of people who want to use Gentoo. Like, I, I think it's a great distribution. It's just definitely not for everybody. Like, I, I don't think you would be happy. Like, if I forced you to use Gentoo, do you think you'd be happy? I probably not, because I'd be lost. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I think by the third week of not having a computer, you might be pretty pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> because i mean like i tried like it's been altogether i have probably put in 
uh like realistically like if we're talking like where steam tracks your like game play time in a game if if i was to do that with gen 2 i i, I would bet with absolute certainty that i have a little bit over 24 hours in gen 2 where hmm. like waking by the computer like i'm not talking about compile times like that would be even longer but i'm talking like <laughs> game time working with gen 2 be at least 24 hours and i still i still haven't gotten to a point where i'm like oh i have xorg installed and i can go into dwm um, much less have something like a compositor working uh but I, I i don't know like i wish one day i could get something like gentoo working but uh I, I honestly don't see a benefit in it so right yeah I guess you learn a lot about everything under the hood, but yeah. But then at the end of the day, did, do you really need to know anything under the hood? Like, I mean, mm. some things it might be interesting for, but right. for me, the way that I'm thinking about it, like, I mean, I would much rather like right now I'm trying to, I'm trying to spend some time and get my um, th 3d rendering skills, like working with blender um, I'm trying to get my 3D modeling. There we go. Modeling skills better. Right. So. Blender's enough of a learning curve without... <laughs> exactly. Like, without... dude, just trying to get used to, like, not just used to the key bindings, but, like, get them into muscle memory. It is such a challenge because there's just so many. There's so many things that you do. Uh, like, for me, like, I, I've been watching a whole bunch of tutorials and watching people who use Blender all the time and trying to mimic their key binding um, instead of doing something like where I just, like, grab something and make it smaller or scale something, make it smaller or bigger. Uh, just getting used to using the key bindings instead of spending extra time that is such a challenge there's just so many freaking key bindings in blender well you just need to make an overlay for your uh for your keyboard are those still a thing they used to be a long time ago yeah i'm just lazy <laughs> <laughs> someone's probably already made one Mm -hmm. oh uh so, uh, no this is completely off topic but have you played the ghost runner demo on no. steam you absolutely for, for for one it it should just work under proton like i um i i just installed it using the latest version of proton um it is so fun you absolutely have to try the demo and it runs, uh, you, you, you can do the render scaling on it. So, like, does it matter if you can't push, like, a super high resolution? Um, you could push your native resolution and then turn the render scale down. Um, huh. it, it looks so good. The movement, so fun. Well, I'm running 1280 by 720 on this laptop because night everything's so small. And it's only mm -hmm. a 13-inch screen. Everything's just too small on... Yeah, 1920 by 1080 and yeah i could scale it up but as yeah for, for me, by 720 the size of everything is right for for me i i was playing it and i um i i had it at a render scale of uh 60 uh running it at 1080p um because i i have 144 hertz panel so i mean the more fps i can push just why not look smoother <laughs> Dude, the movement in it is so good. I absolutely, like, it's one of those games where even if you don't think the story is at all interesting, the graphics for a platforming game is very good. How it, big is it? Um, I don't think it was that big. I think it was about um, 8 gigabytes. Oh, I got room for that. Yeah, let me see. Do, do, do if I can click on it. Oh. Some of these, these, some of these new games. Well, it's a demo too. It's not a full game, yeah. but these new fifty to hundred gig games. God. Yeah, it was uh, it was six point six gigs. Oh, excuse well, me. How? But uh, well, yeah. How? It, What's the it, name it, of it? Uh, Ghost Runner. Yeah. 
you will you will legitimately be thankful that I shared it. It is it is a very interesting title. Is that one word? Yep. Aha. I'll try that. And it's like it's like you play as like a cybernetic ninja. Like it it's so hard to describe, but it is epic. The movement is very fast-paced and very unique. Um, the game doesn't have to be, but out of the box, it is uh, extremely gory. Um, like you're you're sprinting around at like a very high speed, um, like with a katana, just dismembering people. It is all right. I mean, it Downloading is. It. Yep, it is epic. Um, the the story with, for with, it is unique. Wait, what? With a katana, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was. I've been. I've been looking at the. Uh, was there Ninja Warrior remastered? Mm-hmm. It's an old. There's a. I think the name of it was Ninja Warrior. The old. Uh, it was another one of those. Uh, old games built on the Duke Nukem 3D engine, but you had a. Had a katana. Yeah, and the guy's name was Wang, and it was all kinds of politically incorrect. <laughs> I th- I think I've heard of that game. Um, for a second, like when you first when you first started talking, I was thinking like American Ninja Warrior, and I was like, uh, no, 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 yeah, like uh, the one where like you know soccer moms get injured. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the the one thing about Ghost Runner, I will say, is it starts off. Um, it starts off in oh, Shadow Warrior. Shadow Warrior is the one I'm talking about. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, so, uh, for those those who are like gonna listen to us and then go and download the demo, I will just go ahead and say, if you're somebody who's like heavily against gore, let me just go ahead and tell you how the game <laughs> like starts off. The game starts off, you look at your robotic hand and then jump off of a balcony and stab a man in the jugular. So nice. Yeah. Like it is, it starts off as one of the best intros to a game. Like for one, I haven't ruined anything because it's not a surprise when it happens. It's more of one of those things like the uh, intro cutscene is just to like, I, I guess to convey the uh, art style because it's a very photorealistic environment, but very um, sci- like cyberpunk esque. But if cyberpunk was actually like a beautiful game, like they promised, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's one it, it's one of the very few demos that I've played where I'm like, holy crap! Uh, take my money, please. I want the game. Huh. But I've also know. been I... playing um Prey. It it is there any uh games that you've been playing um that are like have come out recently? I checked out the Death Trash demo and I like that, but I could see where yeah. it put off a lot of people with the graphics and but yeah. I liked it. I I I loved I, it. I liked it. Yeah. I like the hipster pixel graphics. I'll be interested in getting it when it's mm-hmm. I I think the I really liked it I... too. I think the newest game I have is Adam RPG. And then I ended up and I liked it enough. I went and got the, uh, the sequel to that, that I think is an early access still. Uh, question. Do you have killing floor? The original? No, I need to buy you that game. We'll stream that together one day, but yeah, Adam RPG and Adam RPG. Trudeau grad, which I haven't played yet. I've only played a little bit of Adam RPG. Um, I think are the newest games I got. Yeah. I actually and haven't I, played Adam RPG. What's that? It's a, it's a modern Russian love letter to classic Fallout. It's a lot like Fallout oh. One and Two. It's a lot like Fallout One and Two, the turn-based combat and the clunky mm-hmm. interface. Yeah, but with modern, but it's modern. Yeah. So it's just been it's like not, like the art style's been modernized. Yeah, the art, but it's like post nuclear apocalypse. But it's not, you know, it's not. It has a lot of similarities to classic Fallout, but it's different. 
Yeah, I love that. Like I, I, I am one of those people who like I, I, I love and the older Fallout games. And it's only like at like fifty. It's only like fifteen dollars when it's uh, not on sale. Okay, and I'm sure if you went to some some place like G2A, you could get it for hella cheap. Yeah, but why not support the indie developer? Exactly. That that's the one thing. Like when when people like make the comment of G2A, I'm like, I mean, G2A, like yes, yes, like I understand G2A, like is nice for when you can afford a game, but when you can afford a game, like when the games are reasonably priced, like come on. G2A is nice when you're going to buy a AAA game and like you can at least save like five bucks on it. Like, yeah. And like Adam RPG Trudeau grad, it's still, it's an early access, which I usually don't buy, but I liked Adam RPG enough and it's like only 11 bucks. Oh yeah. And they, give you, at all. and they give you native native Linux versions. You don't have to use proton or nothing. It's like we were talking before these indie developers can give us a, with with limited resources can give us l native linux versions but the big the big developers somehow don't have the resources for that yeah it makes sense it, it's it's honestly ridiculous i mean with yep. with any modern gaming engine you can just build out to linux it's it's not complicated um i also hate the rockets uh the <laughs> the rocket league devs excuse like it's too much work to 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 support the Linux community, I'm like, um, well, I, I understand making the argument on base on the basis of there's a whole bunch of different types of systems, so there's more bugs that you can encounter. But if you're just targeting Steam and not targeting a, a dozen different distros, well, and, and that that doesn't even like for one, pick a distro and just support that. That's fine, right. but it but it. Even if that's just too um, not good enough for you, the, the the thing about the Linux community is if however you go about doing it, whatever platforms are having issues, the Linux user base is one where almost everybody is going to be um, at, at the point where a small bug, like let's say like VSync, is is not functioning. Almost everyone who uses Linux knows, okay, if vSync's not working, most likely all I need to do is input the Steam Steam command for eSync, and then mm -hmm. it's it's going to be fine. Like, it, it, people can overcome small challenges on right. Linux compared to Windows, where if you have a, even the smallest bug, people are going to freak out. Hmm. It's just different. So... Well, um, is there anything else you want to talk about for uh, for this uh, podcast? I can't think of anything else right now. Yeah, it's been a good talk. It's been a real good talk. Um, but... Yeah, I think I I I guess the uh, next podcast we'll be doing um, if we if we don't uh, do this for a long time, we might end up just both doing this podcast from stream decks, you know, in, in, in the near future, if mm -hmm. once the valve takeover of, you know, <laughs> desktop Linux is, is true. Like I, I love the people, like, I don't know if you've seen them, but there, there are these Reddit threads where people are talking about how, uh, the valve steam deck is going to take over like like it's going to make push linux desktop to everywhere i wish but it's not going to happen yeah no i'm like yes there are going to be people who love it because they're you know steam deck is a pc but for most a lot of people, people are saying they're a lot of people are saying they're going to put windows on it which would just at least give Steam OS 3.0 a chance before and Proton a chance before you do that. Come on, guys. I, I think I think most people are because if you think about it, the amount of people that are going to going to buy it, and then like their instinct is to put Windows on it, but then they realize they need to buy an adapter or the dock to be able to plug in just a regular USB like plug to install Windows. Hopefully that will just keep m discourage most people from just immediately installing Windows on it. Yeah, but any standard dock will work with it, and those are pretty common with the yeah um, USB C now. Well, so if I hadn't have sent you that USB C adapter with that laptop, would you have had one already? No, but I would have got one that I would have bought one that had a network adapter on it. 
Oh, that one doesn't have a network. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. That would be plugging directly into the router instead of using Wi-Fi. I've got uh, no. It's 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 one of the like white ones. It's supposed to like match a MacBook, but I've got a USB C to Ethernet thing. It's up in my grandparents' house, and I found it not too long ago. I was like, I feel like this was supposed to go somewhere. That's where it was. And that's just a and that's just new laptops in general. They don't they just don't put that port on there. Yeah, yeah. Well. I'm I'm def definitely starting to get a little tired. We we for for anybody who's watching this, uh, we started this later. We were we were supposed to record this earlier in the day, but um, I was away from the house and I got caught up, and then it took hours to get away. I was at at a family house, a family friend's house, and then it turned out that they wanted to play cards, and I had to like essentially be like. Okay, y'all, I'm really supposed to be doing something. Can I, can I go? <laughs> but it's been a pleasure talking with you, man. And uh, we'll do this again next week. All right. Sounds all right. great. All right. Well, um, and I will go ahead and say thank you for all the people who support uh, the channel and all the stuff that we're doing. You can find Jeff and Low Spec Linux Laptop uh, links down in the description below check out everything he's doing and uh you live stream what is it every day or every other day um i need to be more consistent same here uh, every, but we won't talk every about other that. day every other day is probably more realistic all right well uh check him out and make sure you subscribe because uh you don't want to miss it he's, he's great he does some fantastic live streams and uh, also the people in his live streams make it even better too because uh when, when you're gaming we have great conversations so. <laughs> i think i might have actually uh, got someone switched over to linux on one of those live streams because there was a guy whose uh grandparents keep getting grandparents keep getting uh, viruses on windows and i was like well you know try this this and this i think i i can't uh -huh. remember exactly i think i oh yeah i remember that yeah he, yeah he, i he can't was remember asking what i recommend it but it was probably zubuntu monharo and like mint i mate I, or something i think gave him three recommendations instead of like if you go to if you go look it up there's hundreds and you're like don't wouldn't mm -hmm. know where to start yeah i think i think it was uh we ended up recommending I know Manharo was one of them. Um, uh, I know I recommended Pop OS, and I know I know he said that was going to be one of the ones that he he considered. Right. Um, and I I think someone it may have been me and and someone else also recommended Zorin OS as well. Um, hmm. Just because Zorin was I mean like Zorin is a more modern um, ripoff of Windows, but. <laughs> uh, the the other the the other examples are better just because they're proper desktop environments like right. Zorn is a proper desktop environment but it's just it's it's meant for one thing and one thing only to copy Windows like it's, <laughs> it's not really meant for functionality or whatever but well um I will see you in the stream later all right peace.